In other words, at ShopRite's True Value, one price meat market, you don't pay a premium to get the cut of meat that you want most. And as ShopRite's been asking you for years, and I ask for you now, I stand up for ShopRite and I say, why pay more? <clears throat> That's right. Good heavens. They're terrible. I mere Mr. Shane. I mere Mr. Shane. My mere Mr. Shane, ach du lieber. Now, through September 23rd, General Tire is having a great sale on original equipment tires. They're the famous cabulated Jumbo 780. Now, that's, uh, I presume, a, a misprint, but I'll read it just the way it is. It says, read, copy as it is. It's cabulated Jumbo 780 tires. The Jumbo 780 is General's wide, beautiful, sexy, fantastically round, glass-bletted, polyester cord tire that comes on new 1973 cars. Now, you can get two of these magnificent tires. These are really, these are, these are really the public's favorite for only $39.95 plus $178 federal excise tax per tire. So the offer ends Saturday, September 23rd. 23rd. By mere Mr. Shane. Let's see. It says use tag number six. Attention. Westchester County Motorists. In New Rochelle, see Frank Collins or Bill Boy at General Tire Service, 214 Main Street. By mere Mr. Shane. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train, and now he's walking. Hey, listen, uh, speaking of missing the train, uh, we have a... Just, I have to make a salute here, and if I can find my thing that I was going to salute with. Just hold on a minute, game. Hold on. Don't run. My vast staff has been helping me. So that's for that reason I can't find nothing. By mere biz... <laughs> Who did she get bugged? By mere biz... Yeah, here, p- please. I would like to salute. And once again, the animal kingdom has proven its inherent, and I must say it's it's almost eerie, its inherent basic intelligence. The animal, uh, the animal shows remarkable intelligence, whereas man often shows... Uh, uh, he shows imagination. He shows uh, a lot of other stuff. But he doesn't often show intelligence. Do you agree? <laughs> no, sir. And I would like to salute, of all animals, we have never mentioned goats on this show. Well, I have been a goat myself several times. I uh, yeah. <laughs> was a hell of a row at the sales meeting here last week where the subject of shepherd being a goat come up again. But I have been a goat on several occasions. But I mean a real goat goat, you know, walking around goat smell, you know, the real smelly goat, the horns, the whole bit. Well, well uh, there was a goat fiasco at Trenton, New Jersey. And we would like to salute them goats, please. Volunteers at the Democratic and Republican campaign booths. That's one thing about animals. They're non-denominational. You never find them taking sides. Uh, they, they, you know, they get right down to the basics. Volunteers at the Democrat and Republican campaign booths at the Trenton State Fair were wondering why so many kids were showing up at their booth asking for free literature on all this, you know, this uh, intelligent candidates who were running for all those offices. You know, you've, you've had these hands handed to you, these little pieces of paper talking to you, you know, telling you how Charles W. Glockenspiel make a fantastic uh, representative from the 123rd District, you know, and there he is, he's looking out at you, that blurred photograph taken when he graduated from high school, he's now 110 years old, of course, but uh, nevertheless, you've seen those little handouts, right? Well, they couldn't figure out why the kids were showing up, asking for all this literature. Well, an investigation showed why. These kids had found that a large herd of goats in a nearby petting zoo 
had a completely uncontrollable craving for political blurbs. <laughs> Democrat, Republican, didn't make no difference. They just munched it right down. Well, as a result, the sale of goat feed had gone down drastically. See, they, feed, they, they sell these kids goat feed to go down and feed the goats. See, instead, they were feeding them, you know, things about uh, Charles Glockenspiel in the 113th District. The zoo operator asked the campaign workers to hand out literature only to persons who were of voting age, since he was losing a lot of dough selling goat feed. Sales of goat feed was reportedly back to normal shortly thereafter, and the goats are looking kind of bugged because somehow there was much richer mulch uh, in that uh, campaign literature. So would you please salute the, uh, them goats out there? <laughs> Finally, somebody found something to do with the campaign literature. Feed it to the goats. In fact, I ought to feed it to the goats in the first place. <laughs> Hold it, hold it, hold it. I know that the public wants to hear more of that. And uh, that's part of my technique. I with, withhold my, my, my real goodies, you know. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> of uh, real goodies, uh, we've, we've just gotten a report here. You know, for those of you who think that life in uh, college is, uh, is, you know, all everybody would love to go back to college. You know, everybody has this dream that college is such a fantastic place. Well, I once attended uh, briefly, and uh, it was a brief, disastrous attendance at the uh, University of Maryland. I was up there, you know, university there, College Park, and uh, I keep getting the paper. They keep sending it to me. Now, I don't know why the hell they why. I guess they figure one day they're going to shake me loose for some dough. No way, University of Maryland. No way. <laughs> Not after what happened there. But uh, nevertheless, they keep sending me the paper, and uh, I, I look at the editorial. See. And here's an editorial from the University of uh, Maryland, Maryland, Univers Maryland, University of Maryland, College Park, Diamondback. And it just came out this week. And uh, I'm reading you the editorial of what is happening really on college campuses. And we quote, it's called University Bugs. Quote, lately, many, if not all of the student leaders and student groups on campus have been criticizing the administration, mainly for the food service mess. Well, that's every college for crying out loud. You ought to see the food service mess in half the restaurants in town. What are you guys yelling about? I went to a restaurant the other day, and I asked for ketchup, and the guy just poured it down my neck. If you want ketchup, I'll give you ketchup. I got it. But uh, for other things, too, the anti-ROTC campaign, the scuffle over classes on Election Day, for example, anyone who reads the Diamondback will be aware of these cosmic struggles. And I'm quoting... Uh, the uh, university, <laughs> they, they really, <laughs> it's just, not that I don't sympathize with these, I'm quoting the editorialists, these actions, or at least most of them, uh, most of them, he said, that, as a student uh, on the board, I sympathize with the actions planned and the ten absolutely unnegotiable food demands. I'd like to know what they are, ten unnegotiable food demands. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, W.O.R., I'm making an un unnegotiable demand. I mean, either you come across or shut up. Oh, excuse me. Was that on the air? Good God. This is W.O.R., New York. Quit getting excited. Everybody knows what station this is. Listen, we, we're probably the only station on the dial that doesn't have to make station breaks. Anybody tunes across this dial, they know. They hear a voice going, And then I said to the cat, they know damn well what station they're listening to. All right, do you have, uh, do you have one of those little uh, commercial goodies in there, George? We will continue this editorial in just a moment. 
Don't this go away. Barry Farber oh, invading oh, your privacy, please. Do you read to get drowsy, <laughs> or do you read to keep alert? If you're the kind of person who uses get a up book off for your a knees, sleeping Barry, pill, for God's then sakes. go on back to sleep. You do not need the book fine club. Any book club can He's keep got a hold of my elbow now, Barry. But if reading is vital to you, if it keeps you up on what's going on, if reading stimulates you and makes you more stimulating, Write down the phone number that Barry, I'm you're embarrassing everybody. Now stop because it. Because you'll be in touch with the Book Find Club. And this is a different kind of club. Book <laughs> Find gives you all the club benefits, great savings on regular hardcover publishers' editions, extra bonus books, convenience. But listen to the books that make up the Book Find Club. They're not afraid of books on politics, race, religion, sexual liberation. The Book Find Club loves books that ought to be bound in asbestos. As an incentive to join now, Book Fine will send you two extraordinary books for just $1 plus postage and handling. These books, typical of the books we offer, retail for about $17, and listen what you get for your $1. Galen, Spy of the Century by E.H. Oh, Cookridge. Exciting. This is a spy story to end all spy stories oh, because it's God really almighty. incredibly oh, real. The shocking exploits of Richard Galen, who was a master <sighs> agent for both Hitler's intelligence service and the CIA. Oh, there's a fake. Also... Open Marriage, A New Lifestyle for Couples, written by Nina and George O'Neill. Is marriage on its way out, or are there going to be new way out forms of marriage? Read Open Marriage. Fascinating. <laughs> Call TN7-1441, TN7-1441 for a trial membership, and get Galen and Open Marriage both for just $1 plus postage and handling. Once a member, you need buy only two more books in a year, always at discounts of up to 30% off publishers' prices, plus postage and handling. Call now, TN7-1441. Operators on duty around the clock, TN7-1441. Or send name and address, no money, to Book Find, Box 2, WOR, New York, 10018. Book Find, Box 2, WOR, New York, 10018. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Barry. That was real good. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of uh, slob, the slob world, I just remember, I have no connection with Barry. <laughs> Anything here is, is incidental. Uh, coincidental, I'm sorry. Uh, not quite the same. You know, if you're, if you're a true blue slob, uh, that, the, that the commerce world has uh, begun, the commercial world has begun to recognize slob tastes. And uh, it's kind of good. At long last, the, cl- the, the klutz, is coming into his own. I got his own TV shows now, you know, with Archie Bunker and all that. And uh, you know, it's every, everything's moving good. And for years, they've had their own political candidates. There's no question about that. But now, now it's it's moving into high gear. Do you know what you can now buy if you're a true, you know, true blue klutz? What uh, <laughs> what is more important to the average walking around slob than beer? That's right. They're very important. Obviously, I mean. Beer is the mother of life of, of most of them. You know it is, and you can't you can't deny it. I say in, they go in this in this order: uh, beer, sex, and the Mets. In that order, you take any one of those three from the average slob, and uh, you know he'd be uh, psychically uh, scarred. <laughs> those three, and, and of course, to begin with, the slob cannot understand the Yankees. No way. Somehow the Yankees seem to be an intellectual ball team or something. It just it just infuriates them, and, and it even infuriates them even more that obviously the Yankees are way the hell up in the standings compared to the Mets. And you can't understand it. You know, it's a it's like a reversal of uh, you know what's good and proper. After all, the Mets are the people's ball team. Now how can they be sixteen games out of first or sixteen games out of the league? I think by now. 
But uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I was delighted to see that uh, that they're taking cognizance of the fact that the average walking around slob, uh, to him, beer is a very important uh, thing. It's very, it's more than just a beverage. Do you agree, George? It, uh, in many in many cases, it's damn near the only thing that the average slob talks about. Uh, he, he, you know, beer. Uh, it's, a, it's it's a basic word. Say it, beer. I mean, it just there's no subtlety that way. It's impossible to mispronounce even the word. You can't mispronounce it. Beer. That's a, you know that's a, that's not mispronounced. It's just the way it's a beer. Give me another beer. Uh, you know. So uh, it, it only follows then that the the beer should become more than a reality, but a symbol. And you know what you can now buy for your friend. Any if you, you got any friend out there who's a who's a slob. You you realize, of course, that the that the uh, that the uh, elite world for years has had its own private symbols. You know that, like uh, school uh, ties, uh, like a uh, club ties. Various little you wear a little tiny thing in the lapel that shows he goes to the right club. You know you you, you know this. Well, what does the average slob have? I mean, with the decline of lodges. Now, the average slob used to walk around with an elk's tooth hanging on his tie. You know, remember a big elk's tooth? I, I remember my Uncle Tom had an elk's tooth. Oh, it was a sickening thing, a great big tooth. They, and it hung on, across on a chain, you know, across his vest. And it was a great big... And what was worse, the damn elk had an impact... It was a wind impacted wisdom tooth. There was a bad, bad cavity on the side of it, you know, and he had this big elk's tooth hanging on it. Well, of course, lodges have declined in popularity. Uh, you see them big in the small towns, but uh, no longer does the average guy, you know, say, "Hey, what am I? I'm a moose, you know. I'm a, I'm a odd fella. That's what I am, you know." No, no, the club has declined. So there is a terrible urge on the part of everybody today, you know, to to gain identification. You agree with this? Identification is important, and uh, this is the, you know, that this is one of the reasons why they say that, that we have got all this graffiti. In New York, it's a guy trying to say, uh, "Look at me, my name is Chico." You know, this is very important. He writes it on the side of the subway. You know, they've been catching them lately. Have you notice that thirteen guys. You know, they had to wash down subway cars for about four months. You ought to take try try to take some of that spray paint off the side of one of those cars. Not easy, you know. It's much easier putting it on, you know. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, the, 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 the terrible desire for identification to identify your class is very important. And now, at long last. For you slobs out there, you know, basic walking around klutzes, the identification uh, par excellence has now arrived. You can buy a tie clip now, and it's a tastefully simulated gold-plated, as befitting your class. It's a tastefully simulated gold-plated. It's the pop top off a beer can. You know this little thing like that? I'm telling you, it's in exactly the same size. You just put it across your thing there, and it's a beer. So you, you will be telling everybody who and what you are. Not that your beer belly doesn't do it for you, but in case they miss that, they'll see that thing sticking right out there. And, by the way, when you buy one of these beautiful pop-top tie clips, uh, they, will, they will put your favorite beer on it. Uh, see, so you, you, you just want it. That's right. You know, it's very important in identification. You're not just a beer drinker. You're a rank old man. Or you're a Pabst man, you know, you're a Budweiser man, whatever it is, see? And that's your that's your little thing, and it's very important. And they'll put your name under it, Heine, you know, <laughs> so that everybody will know who they're talking to when they're staggering around there at the local gin mill. Hey, you're Heine, yeah, you're a Pabst man. I know that's good, standing Pabst man. Bam, you know. 
The next thing you know, there'll be fights breaking out, you know, between the uh, between the Ham's beer crowd and the, and the Budweiser crowd. <laughs> I wonder if they have monthly meetings. <laughs> well, more than that, you know what you can also get too, if you if you uh, if you can it also carries uh, you know carries over into the home the home decor that uh, that now you can buy a tasteful bed lamps uh, bed lamps and occasional lamps made out of the beer cans that you love so well that the, you know the beer cans that have provided you with so much joy and sustenance in life. Uh, you can now get lamps made out of them. There's one guy in Pomona, California, who built his entire house out of beer cans, which I think, uh, you know, shows a... There's that dedication. That's true. De- without taking the labels off or anything like that, he just he just took each beer can. Here's what he did. You curious what he did? He took each beer can and filled it full of sand. And then he soldered them all together. And, uh, you know, he puts up one wall, you know, and then he puts up another wall, and a wall after that... And now he's got a nice little pad there, all made out of beer cans, and he sits in there with his beer can lamps and his pop, pop, uh, you know, pop top uh, tie clips, and and uh, probably gets a six pack and sits down. You know, oh, you know what you can also get now too. Uh, it's moving in all directions. You know, for years the uh, television set, you probably uh, that's incidentally very important to the slob. I would have to say that Fort, in his lexicon of life necessities, is the boob tube. In fact, he's given the name to that tube. Uh, so the boob tube is very important. He plugs into this thing night and day. You know, it's all going on. I've known people to keep their TV set on when there isn't even any shows on, just because in case something might come on, you know, and, and they like to watch the snow or whatever it is that's going on. You know, you turn it on, that white star ah, goes. Well, it, it, it provides a feeling of life in many a home that doesn't have it otherwise. So uh, the TV set is an extremely important, <laughs> important element in in the boob's life, and uh, many a boob is only reading really between the you know reading uh, bowling scores down at the plant stuff like that. Sometimes has to be explained to him, uh, you know, when the, we use big words. But uh, his only reading really consists mainly of of watching, looking at TV guide, and a serious article is behind the scenes with Lauren Green. Uh, that's a uh, you know that's that's uh, <laughs> that's very important stuff. You can't can't ignore that. And you see all, a large number of fat ladies too. Uh, they're in the same crowd that are still Jackie Onassis fans. You know, there's a whole crowd like that. And yeah, that's all basic part of the slob world, no question. And I'm not putting it down. You know, it's it's out there. It's the salt of the earth, right? Right. So uh, you can get. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you answered it in the affirmative, right? Oh, everybody in the studio waves his head. Yes, you guys would know, I'm sure. So, uh, nevertheless, <laughs> thank you, George. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, we've got to recognize that this is basically a part of our life, and uh, and uh, and you shouldn't put it down because that's what mankind consists of. If you're going to look at mankind honestly, you realize that mankind is probably 97.8 percent slob. The other three percent, just you know. Are suffering under delusions. Now, I'm not saying they ain't slobs. They just they have uh, grandiose illusions. You see, they, that's something else. In fact, I noticed one candidate recently lost a vote. He re- lost an election, and of all places in Brooklyn, he lost an election. See, and he got real mad. And he says, well, "You know who beat him?" He says, "The Archie Bunker vote." <laughs> that's ironical <laughs> to say that in Brooklyn. <laughs> What he means is all the people beat him. <laughs> so 
Sometimes politicians can have unbelievable uh, unconscious humor. Yeah, did you read the guy that says Archie Bunker will beat him? And I, and I thought, my God, that's the home territory of Archie Bunker, you know? What made the Dodgers great? But uh, nevertheless, uh, <laughs> it wasn't Dolph Camelli, I can tell you that. But uh, here they are, sitting out there. And I, and I say that... Uh, that uh, you can you can you can see you know that uh, the things are moving though in the right direction, and uh, now uh, since beer has gotten its uh, just desserts, they're now moving into another area. Do you know that since television is so important to the you know the average walking around clutch, he doesn't even know radio exists. I mean, except the, you know once I gotta I gotta get the time. Hey, turn on the radio. I gotta get the time. And uh, hey, oh my God, I was I don't gonna know it's raining out. Of course, he lives in an apartment. Well, you can't really call it a slob's apartment. Is really not an apartment. Uh, we need a word for it, but uh, <laughs> I can think of an unkind one. But nevertheless, usually he doesn't even have a window overlooking an air shaft, so it's very important for him to know whether it's raining or not out. He's not going to know from that, you know, that hovel he lives in. So he's like, turn on, turn on, gambling. What if you find out what it's raining? Well, that's what radio is to him. Uh, he wants to know what it's raining. Now, uh, on the other hand. Uh, he he gets all excited when when a commercial comes on. Now, like for example, as you know, I've been doing uh, quite a few commercials recently. Well, I have become a celebrity now in the slob world since I'm you know on the beer commercial, and uh, yeah, guys that uh, you know they didn't know what I did before. They say, hey hey, you star, and uh, I said, what 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 happened? You star, you can't kid me. I heard you on a commercial. I heard you on a uh, yeah the Alka Seltzer, and I said, uh, well uh, gee, uh, thank you. You know, I give him an autograph. You know, I write down there for for uh, you know for uh, for less acid in your stomach. This is me, you know. So uh, <laughs> madness. But uh, nevertheless, uh, as, you, as you you know, you go strolling through life. You see things though that are actually being improved. For years, the slob had to put up with a with a television set that was basically classic in design. Have you noticed that the TV set has an innate dignity to it? It has a thin wooden cabinet around it, or uh, in the case of a real cheapie, it has a thin wooden simulated cabinet. You know, it's fake wood. But always, it uh, was a thin cabinet with this big expanse of glass. Well, the, the, the slob's desire to change something into something worse than it ever was knows no bounds. You've seen radios, haven't you, in the shape of beer mugs? As a matter of fact, you can buy a radio now that's in the shape of a roll of John paper. Yes, that's very tasty. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you can buy one that is a John Paper holder. Did you see that one? Well, you haven't. I'm not kidding. It comes tastefully decorated in the bathroom decorator shades, and it has this little holder, you know, that you put the John Paper right in, and every time you operate the John Paper, listen to this, every time you operate it, just, you know, you pull the paper there, what happens is the radio turns on and gives you the weather report, or, you know, you can hear Barry Faba. And I say to you, you know, and... Uh, it's a, yes, I know, I'll do it. Don't, don't worry, honey. I, I know there's commercials. I know about it. Why, do you think we're running short of time? Good God. We always have time for a commercial, right? I mean... Hi, everybody. <laughs> don't let my voice fool you. This is just an imitation. You were a fool, were I'm you? I'm not fooling when I tell you that the folks at Bonds have something very special for Who's you. Who's the imitation? When you're purchasing the men's clothing department is $85 or more, Bonds is going to give you a $20 bonus I think this son of a gun's going to take off on me. Use it of any Bonds store. You might use it to accessorize that new Bonds suit with great Bonds shirts or shoes. But it's your choice. Use your $20 bonus certificate any way you want. Golly, that's Bowens for you. Who's he taking off on? I can't, I don't recognize him. Who? Howard Cosell. 
Very father? By God Almighty! <laughs> uh, either that or that was Barry. I can't tell. All right, uh, friend, we got a thing here about bonds. Let's see. Uh, yeah, here it is. It says, uh, Bonds offers you this great $20 bonus certificate to help celebrate the opening of two brand new bond stores in White Plains and in the Wall Street area. And Bonds invites you to discover all its new and fashions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, at any bond store. Now, Bonds $20 bonus certificates at the new Bonds and at all 20 bond stores in the metropolitan area. That's distinguished. Now, you you want to hear more commercials, don't you? You're getting all excited. You see, that's that's a basic thing about the slob. If any show goes too long without a commercial, he starts getting jumpy because the commercial is his home base. Uh, he he, uh, believe me, he identifies the lady plumber far more than he identifies the secretary of state. And how? And uh, he 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 knows right away, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's right. Ronald McDonald is a hell of a lot bigger than Spiro Agnew. You better believe it. With the average walking around klutz, you know, who'll go for two hundred miles when he hears Ronald McDonald's going to be live down at the McDonald's. You put the pickle lily right in your hamburger. New needed bond cart. Well, we've just done bond. Bye. That was nice. Okay. Uh, how about a little compose here? That'll help you, honey. There we go. <laughs> Imagine me addressing the PTA. The first time I ever spoke in public. You seemed a bit edgy this morning. Gosh, she's bombed. The PTA. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I didn't really? have a headache. I felt a bit edgy, so I took compose. Compose. Famous for temporary relief of occasional simple nervous tension. Boom, boom, boom. You never saw such a wonderful audience. A bit edgy at times. Help take the edge off with Compose. Edith, we're only going to the supermarket. Why the hat? I like hats. For the supermarket? Come on, what's with your head? Dandruff. And I used a dandruff shampoo two days ago. Maybe yours is That's a romantic concept. It can be psoriasis. <laughs> See your doctor. Sorex medicated shampoo used regularly helps relieve flaking and scaling. Sorex. P-S-O-R-E-X. Tougher than plain dandruff. <laughs> no hat on supermarket day? I used my head and Sorex. Sorex shampoo, tougher than plain dandruff. Oh, you love me, you have to love my dandruff. Well, that's a romantic concept. She has to wear her hat because <laughs> of her dandruff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just one of those nights, you know, after all. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, little Lee, would you get me classical gassers right there? Look in my pile of stuff there junk. I'm, I'm just uh, one of those nights. You know, I just... I, I was going to finish the editorial here at the University of Maryland, wasn't I? <laughs> uh, before I before I get too far into the editorial of, of the University of Maryland, I have to say this. Uh, for those of you who are who are fans of the slob world, that it's moving really rapidly now. Not only can you get a beer can pop-top tie clip, but uh, you can also buy now... You know, for years, I, I was telling you that the television sets have have tended to look like TV sets. And that basically offends the slob. Uh, for one thing, he was the guy that created the idea of a restaurant in the form of a hot dog. Uh, only a slob would think of, in terms of making a restaurant in the form of a derby hat. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is a basic slob concept. Somehow, if you can change something, it is something else. So you get a pair of, uh, you get a pair of uh, mittens, you know, for hot plate mittens. If you can make them uh, to look like... Uh, uh, a grapefruit. That's that's called cute. 
Uh, that's called Very Cute. Uh, a radio in the shape of, uh, of Mickey Mouse. You know, you wind up his tail and it recharges the battery. That's cute. That's kitsch. See, that's all called kitsch. For years, the television set has resisted this. It has persisted in looking like a TV set. Well, you know what you can now get a TV set that looks like? And you think I'm making it up. You will think I'm making it up. I am not. You can buy a television set that is an exact reproduction. An exact reproduction of a case of your favorite beer. And I kid you not. In fact, it's a case. I'm, ki- I'm not kidding you. It comes with all of it. You know, it's this Rheingold all of it, whatever it is, you know. It's got cans on it. That looks great, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. And when you want to watch TV, all you do, this, this, the front of the, the, this thing just snaps around. It goes zip. It runs on little rollers back. And there you are. You watch your favorite ball game, see. And it comes right out of the case of beer. Somehow, that, that, you like that? Well, that's not the only one they've got. Do you know that you can buy now a little TV set? You know, you, you, all these miniature TV sets. You've seen these three-inch screens and all that. You can buy a miniature TV set that is an exact reproduction of an NFL football. And that's a, you like that. I'm sure that's it. Look at her little glasses clawed up. See, there's one right there. Hard to wait to get one of those, right? And for baseball fans, you can buy a TV set that is an exact imitation of Thurman Munson's catcher's mitt. And, they, you know, it sits up there in a stand, smelly and all. You know, the whole thing, sweat dripping out of the back of it. So, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. This, uh, this is the kind of thing, though, that 100 years from now, uh, collectors are going to collect it. You know, the TV set with the beer can motif. Uh, that's kind of nice. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, it's also moved into other areas. You know that the, one of the major, uh, yes, one of the major stores, uh, one of the major mail-order stores, Let's create the mail order store to use it. Montgomery Ward? No, no, it can't be nobody. Uh, Sears? No, no. Uh, Monkey Ward? Let's create it. Yeah, (laughs) did you ever call a Monkey Ward when you were a kid? Monkey Ward? Well, they have a now. They realize that reading is done. I mean, the slob does not read. He hasn't read for a good fifteen, twenty years. That's been out. And when he did read, it was only under terrible duress. And uh, yeah. And, and, and he, of course, he, he was forced to do it in school. It was, you know, under, under penalty of, of uh, capital punishment. Now, now, since he's out and is a parent, he's not allowing them to do that at schools no more. You've got to get rid of all that stuff, see? Now his, you know, his kid can major in the basketball uh, administration and all that kind of stuff, see? So, yeah, you know, he wants a kid to make it in the NFL, uh, in the NBA. So, uh, nevertheless, reading is basically a passe thing. You agree? You agree with that, George? Pretty much. I mean, outside of the racing form, you know, a few other necessities, uh, you know, TV guide, that kind of stuff. Uh, Mary Worth and the comics, uh, you can't do away with that stuff. Uh, the sport page, which is increasingly getting to have short words. You know, today, uh, Ring Lardner would couldn't conceivably even write for the New York Times. His stuff was far too literate. You know, they, you know, the uh, typical lead is, uh, you know, uh, Stottlemyre clobbered by Brewers. Uh, that uh, you know, that's understandable to most of Queens. So, uh, nevertheless, the uh, <laughs> oh no, they usually say stock clobbered by Brewers. Uh, what you got? Oh, you want me to do another commercial? Oh, for God's sakes! All right, give me that. Give me that uh, corny music. That's just a uh, intimate music, please. I got to get to here. Ah, uh, there you are. 
at an intimate table graced by candlelight. The sounds of strolling musicians create the mellow mood as you enjoy a sumptuous dinner prepared in the continental style. <laughs> no, you are not in the Parisian Café, but in the delightful Les Champs restaurant right in the heart of Manhattan, on East 40th Street, between Park and Madison. At Les Champs, you'll not only find authentic French dishes, but also an international cuisine of exotic meat and seafood entrees, including Mexicano, as well as hearty steaks and tender prime ribs, all at moderate prices. Cut it out. That's enough of that. For God's sakes, it's just do it in a romantic, sentimental area. So come to Les Champs, the continental restaurant with the strolling musicians. That was a recording of them strolling around. 298. Yes, I see it. What made you think I didn't see it? What's the matter? What's the matter? I'll give you a pop top any minute now. I'll pop your top. Let's see. Uh... <laughs> That's an interesting thought, isn't it? La da da tee 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 da da la da da la da. Oh yes, yes. So speaking of restaurants, we have our old friends, uh, the Mandarin House, on the side here. The Chinese restaurants, Mandarin East and Mandarin House. And uh, the one I hang around in more than the other, simply because I live downtown, spend more time downtown, is uh, Mandarin House. And if you don't know anything about the Mandarin House, it's over on 133 West 13th Street between 6th and 7th Avenues in Greenwich Village. Have you noticed this current, uh, current hop, uh, curious development on, uh, on many commercials in that of calling it Greenwich Village? What the hell? What's going on here? Have you noticed that? Well, I refuse to buckle down. It is Greenwich Village. I don't care what you call it, friend. That's your problem. It's Greenwich Village. It's between 6th and 7th. It's 133 West 13th Street. And believe me, friends, that is one of the best Chinese restaurants in town, the Mandarin House. And they're open Sunday. And uh, if you're looking around on a Sunday... You know, have, have, have you ever walked around this town on a Sunday and tried to find a good restaurant... It really is hard. It's crazy, but it is difficult in this town. And if you're looking for a goodie, it's Mandarin House, 133 West 13th Street, between 6th and 7th Avenues in Greenwich Village. And another thing I like about the slob world, have you noticed that there's so many great new slob commercials? One of my favorite ones is the guy that comes on it says, hi, I'm Teen Angel. Remember him? I'm Teen Angel. Yeah, he says, so, me and Betty in the booth. Uh, what was it that, that, that Betty, he and Betty used to drink in the booth? Yeah, that's right. Back in them days, we used to think that oh, the only drink was cola. Why, now we could have bought the uncola, but we didn't ever think of it in them days. <laughs> I'm teen. That's that to me. I always enjoy seeing that spot. That's one of the great spots around. Uh, and, and also another one I like. I must say one of my favorite spots of all time. And the next time I see him, I'm going to tell him. Is Howard Cosell at the roller derby? You watch for that. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> And one thing I, I, I must say, you know, I, I stand second to none in my admiration. My, I'm, a, I'm a Howard Cosell fan because Howard, Howard Cosell parodies himself constantly. Muhammad Ali, 
Will you speak once again to the American public and tell them, is it true that in your power... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you'd like to find out where to get one of those TVs. Excuse me, one of them TV sets. You know, like the beer case, huh? You'd like to get one of them, huh? Well, uh... Uh, the information you have to prove you're a slob, though, before we'll send you the information. We will send you the information if you will send me a beer mat from your favorite tavern. You know, one of those little things on the tavern that comes underneath the beer, with your name and address, and with a with a with a dried fleck of beer to make sure that you've been drinking beer. You're just getting a beer mat. You send it to this station. You send one of them beer mats with your name and address, and we will let you know where you can get a television set. That is shaped like a case of your favorite brew. And you'll be able to enjoy Joe Namath and the Jets in real style this year. Bring it up big. Thank you, Howard Cosell. Tonight's program was produced by Rune Arledge. In a pig's you know what. <laughs> it happens every time I work with you, George. I mean, you just bring the worst out of me. I don't know, every time I work with you, George, somehow the whole thing, it all, all the vile and all the, all the anger about the slob world just comes out, George. I don't know what it is. <laughs> hey, let's go out for a beer, Rocky. W-O-R-D.